When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to your Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Meh. Textual healing. Okay. So, (laughs) uh, I I had never heard of this guy until Elliot. You hadn't? Oh, my God. I think I I guess I'd probably heard the name Prager, but I wasn't super familiar with him. So, Dennis Prager, a right-wing weirdo. (laughs) A radio guy. Um. Yeah. So he's like a radio guy. He basically asked recently, you know, how would people have reacted if HIV positive gay men during the AIDS crisis had been treated the same way as non-vaccinated folks are being treated right now? So basically, of course, he equates having HIV in 1984 with not being vaccinated today. (laughs) Uh, Needless to say, this did not go over particularly well with the Internet, uh, and rightfully so. It is a a very, very weak argument. Um, Countless folks telling Prager that, you know, people did ostracize, demean and belittle HIV positive folks, not only during the 80s and 90s, but uh, there's obviously remains a stigma to this day. What's really um, funny too is that he he actually said, <laughs> said it would have been inconceivable, and it should have. He said it would yeah, have been inconceivable, right. and it should have been, and it, and it and should have been. Should have been yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, how kind of you? How kind? I know. I, I love. I read that too, uh, where he was like trying to save face by not seeming like such a psycho monster and so he's like and it should have been terrible exactly (laughs) yeah in the revisionist history it also just shows you how far we've come that he's used like he's basically being kind of pro gay rights here in a weird way right but in a weird fucked up roundabout very backhanded but yeah yeah no it's it's a good point far right conservatives are now using the progress of gay rights in order to benefit their absurd arguments they're using the irrationality of being anti you know yeah anti-gay or anti you know anti-status can you imagine if people hated gays as much yeah it's yeah yeah are you guys do you i mean obviously you don't listen to right wing rain way do you although elliot you said your dad who's quite liberal used to listen to rush limbaugh right no 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 he he hates rush limbaugh oh his one of his best friends who you would who loves stern who is you know stern's very left-wing would was like would would start listening. He starts he listens to Rush a little bit, and my dad's like, oh, wow. they've had to stop talking about it because he can't believe that he can. 
well, that he he's, he doesn't understand. He, doesn't, he wait, can't wrap Rush his head is, around Rush it. is dead, Stern, right? Rush is dead. Yeah. Okay. Howard yeah, Stern yeah. and Rush Limbaugh are very similar in that. Yes. Rush Limbaugh did attract a very far right audience, but he also attract. He was sort of outlandish in a lot of ways. And yes. He attracted a sort of a middle of the road working class audience that really wasn't left or right. It was just sort of like Reagan Democrats, if you will. And the same Stern now is very openly liberal. But back in the day, he did not talk politics. And no, he right. he intentionally was outlandish and in a lot of the phobics you can put in there and ists, the sexists and all of the things that you can put in there in order to attract that working class, you know, Joe, regular Joe, America oh. listener <laughs> in, in order to boost his profile so that then he yeah. could go one way or the other. The, the other thing that, especially with, you know, everyone I know kind of uh, ranting about Joe Rogan and all these yeah. things, I'm just, I'm a really big believer that like, like, like Americans for all, for all that you can say that is <laughs> not always the best about uh, this country, people don't, base their politics based off of one celebrity that they listen to occasionally. And I yeah. just, yeah. it's, it's just my fervent belief that like a guy like Howard Stern, you know, yeah, you know, obviously he's got, a, he's, you know, he reaches a lot of folks, millions yeah. of people, same thing with Rogan. And, you know, clearly there are some folks, probably a very small percentage whom they've changed their mind on an issue. But I think yeah. most people who listen all already agree with what, these people are saying Stern or Rogan or whatever. And so, I don't know, I just- Or I they just, think just say it. That's the thing. I think we want to make this, it's sort of like with Trump voters for me, which is sort of where I always kind of got angry with the left about how they treated people who supported Trump because it is, it is sort of this weird disconnect between if you don't like the, per the person or the politics of the of person you're talking to, you immediately associate everything about that person with that one thing you don't right. like about them. And right. it's like, people are a lot more nuanced and diverse and sure they might listen to Stern, let's say, but they also might've voted for Trump. And, yeah, right. and they, their vote for Trump <laughs> didn't stop them from listening to Stern, even though Stern openly said, don't vote for Trump. I, I mean, Trump, he's uh, a douchebag. Well, we, I mean, he, we've said this before here. Sorry, let me say this real yeah, quick. Yeah. You know, a third of gay people voted for Donald Trump, that yeah, means nuts. a third of our listeners, God love you. Thank you for listening. I would love to know if voted someone listening Trump. voted for Trump. I would love, I mean, you can DM me. It's a safe space to DM. It me is Trump. a safe space. That's right. Alan, yes. send us screen grabs, but yes, it is a safe <laughs> space. No, I can, add, I can just add that like, uh, there, uh, what diff, the Russian Stern were both like carnival barking, yeah. you know, freak yeah. shows who were trying to do the, their own thing and get as many people to listen as possible by being the most outrageous. Yeah. But they both went in different directions in that even Stern will say today, I'm not a liberal, I'm not a liberal, I'm an independent, but mm. he has become so socially liberal. And mm. Rush Limbaugh continued to, to um, I think, dig his heels into being hateful and, play and games and playing like, games yeah. and ring a bell. Remember there was like, he would ring a bell when somebody would die of AIDS. I mean, yeah. he was a real piece Wait, of what? shit. What? Yes. yes yeah. That's what, My that's what God. Rush Limbaugh would do. <laughs> He's a piece of shit. But I want to add to that Dennis Prager who made this uh, comparison between the unvaccinated and um, gay men in the eighties. This guy also uh, is famous for <laughs> getting COVID recently and told his audience that, He'd been trying to get it all along. He said his hope was he he has he said 
Uh, he's engaged with strangers, constantly hugging them, taking photos of them, knowing I was making myself very susceptible to getting COVID, which, as bizarre as it sounds, is what I wanted because he believes all about uh, natural immunity and being taken care of by mm, therapy. Great. Well, so good he's, luck. he's such a fucking uh, kook. Which do you want to know? Do you want to know who presided here, real quick? You want to know who presided over Rush Limbaugh's wedding? You don't want to know who presided? Yeah. Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. No, no way. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's uh, disheartening, me, right? <laughs> yeah. It's so well, weird that like his response to about COVID and like him wanting to take do the therapeutic way and stuff is actually what you hear a lot of sort of far left anti-vaxxers say. That it's it the is the same bizarre. It's, I Venn see my, I have a good friend. I have a friend who is very much an anti-vaxxer and he, he tweets, oh, wow. he, he tweets about it very much. And I'm obsessed with going to his likes and replies on Twitter and just seeing <laughs> the madness. Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting because he is a very liberal person. Yes. Very, yeah. very liberal. It's the wellness community. On, yeah. So I think the way that I see it, it's the wellness community of people who are super woo woo, super, um, left, you know, very progressive minded, mm -hmm. but they believe in wellness and it's almost culty. Yeah. And then on the right, I don't think they're actually wellness people. No, I think they use the wellness yeah. use as a way to disguise just being stubborn or being yeah. contrarian. And this right, being right. Thing for them, where in the past, contrarian I don't think is really it. That's yeah, I don't think in the past they would care about letting you know that this is yeah. about natural immune, like all these like buzzwords. Yeah. That I don't yeah, know. The whole, I think you're the whole right. them yeah. being angry at Big Bird for getting the vaccine. <laughs> right, I right. mean, <laughs> that just that just goes to show you that it literally is just about them being contrarian. That's right. It. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. Oh, bye. <laughs> bye. 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 <laughs> Whenever we don't have a good ending, I'm just like, bye. bye. <laughs> See ya. Not even joking. All right, Alan, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, our guest today is, uh, well, from my home city, although she does not live there right now, Joe Firestone. Hey, Saint Joe. Louis in. Hi, Joe. Hello. That hey. was really great. Was any, <laughs> any, I know you've done so many great things in your career, but if the fact that I learned that you were from St. Louis, now you are just a St. Louis. That takes the cake. <laughs> takes the cake. Now, I'm going to ask the quintessential St. Louis question because the four St. Louisans who probably listen to this, because St. Louis people, I don't think they do podcasts. I'm not judging, but I feel like right. you're yes. eating bread or something. Right. Um, what, what, where'd you go to high school? I knew it. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. went to Clayton high school. <laughs> yeah. Clayton. And my first boyfriend also went to Clayton high school and lived in Clayton. I won't say his name. Is this on the one podcast. that put the doll head in, in your No, mobile? no. Okay. That was just someone right. who I had sexual relations <laughs> with. Um, okay. Can you yeah, just he... tell me the year that he graduated? <laughs> well, yeah. So he would have graduated probably in 2000. Yeah. Okay, so he's in my brother's class. Yeah, oh. yeah, because you're just a few years uh, after I think me. Because you're you, you you when did you move? When did you graduate? Oh, oh five. Yeah, oh five. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so mm -hmm. yeah, you're just so you're just just a wee bit younger, but not well, much. Not yeah. much. Okay, I really, I have, I have two ideas of who this person is, but I won't say it on the air. <laughs> All right, great. Well, I think he only went there for like two years and then he left to a private school. Long story. There's a relation to, I don't even say the relationship. I'll say it to Vincent Price, but that's about it. That's okay. all. That's all I'm going right. to give people. Vincent Price has a star on, this, on yes. the walk of fame yes. in St. Yes. Louis. Because yeah, he's from oh. St. Louis. But yes. Joe, also this week, so I've been, I, I, I have a new KitchenAid mixer, right? And one of my, 
favorite online cooks of all time is Claire Saffitz, who you are your childhood friends with, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you both mm -hmm. go to Clayton together or? Yeah, also class of 05. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And she yeah. is a great, great, great online. I mean, she's a great cook in general. She's she's yeah. a baker. I mean, she has a great book. Like it's everything. She's everything. And you did, you guys did a video where she did a gooey butter cake and yeah. I was looking at Ooh. making a gooey butter cake. And then you tasted hers and the one from the box that should be the standard one. And yeah. it was it was a debate because you prefer the one from the box like a good St. Louis. I felt bad. I, I yeah. didn't that wasn't, that wasn't the right answer. Wait, is is gooey butter cake from St. Louis? Yes. Mm -hmm. well, oh. Is it from there? I don't know if it's from there, but it's a St. Louis a treat. Thing. It's a yes. local treat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and wow. you know, it's actually, I gotta say, it's not a lot of butter. Mostly the butter is cream yeah. cheese. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. It's truly a like perfect, if you're not into like chocolate as a base, a butter cake, like a gooey butter cake is mm -hmm. perfect. And uh, uh, Ample Hills ice cream in New York. Well, I don't know if there's, yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they have a flavor mm -hmm. and they yes. put the butter cake in it and it's insane. But it's, it's actually <laughs> not even as sweet as the real St. Louis. I remember as a kid eating gooey butter cake and I've been fat all my life. And I remember, oh, like, how I remember, you. I remember as a kid being like, I actually know that this is clogging my arteries. Like I know yeah, that right, this right. this piece of cake is actually horrible for you. <laughs> like it is so sweet. Did your mom make it? My mom, oh yeah, all the time. It was a staple for her. Like gooey butter cake was a thing. You had it at everything. You had it at every bake sale. You had it at every holiday party. You had it everywhere you went. It was gooey butter mm. cake. See, Wait. I just wonder if one, sorry, one more thing. Yeah. If Joe ever went to your mom's bakery. Oh, probably not. I'm from Kirkwood. I know Kirkwood, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she had a bakery in Kirkwood for years and years and then stopped when I was, you know, older, of course. But you probably wouldn't have because we're a few years apart and, you know. Mm, I bet my mom went. My mom really likes bakeries. Yeah. Maybe my mom went to your mom's bakery. Oh, my God, that would be <laughs> wild. And she had, she had, well, ask your mom if she ever remembers a cookie called a scooter doodle because it was named after me. It's a snickerdoodle, but it's a scooter doodle. Thank you. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> Yeah, it's so really stupid cute. okay that's joe so you're actually a very talented comedian and you've done amazing things and you're not yeah. just st louis i won't we want to kind of go crazy on you for oh right. i'm i'm Fun. i am just st louis really i really this is <laughs> well then okay one thing that st louis people probably are anyone who's ever been to st louis the one thing i think people know about st louis is besides the arch is st louis pizza the emo's pizza that i got like some a, in my freezer do you really right did you bring second. it back with you you know, I got it. Uh, my cousin stayed with me. You know, when your cousin stays with you, they got to send a present. So they right, she sent right. me some pizzas. This pizza is is um, it's not for everybody. No, uh -huh. no, it's not. It's <laughs> no. it's I mean, Michael, my boyfriend. Yeah. Can you can it, you explain St. Louis pizza for it's ketchup everyone on a cracker. who doesn't know? It's ketchup on a cracker. Oh, it's, um, okay. it's a, and then a filmy cheese. Yeah. yeah like nice. it's, a, it's a provolone cheese over a very, very, very thin crust pizza. And the, the <laughs> sauce is, it's like a sweet sauce, right? Oh, God. It yeah. sounds terrible. Wait, this sounds like a horror it's show. so good. Have you, have you ever had Elio's, the frozen yes. brand? And I'm, Elio's. I'm, yeah, you like that. No, I don't. Oh. I, I think it's all hogwash. <laughs> but if Elio's was thinner and yeah. stickier, that's oh. kind of where you're ending yeah. up. And it's just a wow. thing. Now, what is your go-to Emo's pizza topping, Joe? I want it plain. I want to get to the yeah. truth of the flavor. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now I prefer a, I actually prefer a thick crust emos, which is not thick at all. It's, it's actually just like a little bit like chewier. And 
I love, and I never like hamburger in any other place in my life. I don't yeah. care about, I don't even eat burgers really, but for yeah. some reason, hamburger on an Emo's pizza feels yeah. like heaven to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> hamburger was my go-to flavor of topping for a really long time. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, so disgusting we, to me. We we've done we've done the St. Louis deep dive, I think. <laughs> we're like uh, we're like with Elliot talking to someone about Long Island. We've reached that point. Yeah, we've where reached the done. point where I'm people all, are starting okay to complain. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Joe, tell I mean to tell us about yourself. You do so many things. You're so you're such a literally like a beloved figure in comedy. I, I, I hear of you, like people speak of you as if like, you're like an urban legend of hilarity. So, so how long have you been in New York? And tell us, tell our listeners okay. uh, a little bit about yourself. Give us okay. your resume. Go. Of course, I'd be happy <laughs> yeah, to. So right. I, I moved to New York in 2010. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I started go like, you know, uh, to be honest, I started going to, you know, uh, well, I'm going to put the the one below me, Elliot shows a lot, you know, and uh-huh. these shows, yeah. these like beautiful shows where he's giving away like little toy cars, you know, like, right, I was like, right. what's going on? Like right. these shows, kind of like, uh, you know, I do think it was kind of a beautiful chaos. It and was, it was like, I, that's my brand. And, and I love that. And I was like, that's possible here. That's so exciting. And then, you know, I started, you know, putting on shows myself. And Did then, you move from St. Louis to New York? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was, yeah, doing, I was doing shows in St. Louis and that was, uh, I don't know if you ever did that. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. And um, <laughs> yeah. it's a hard scene. It's a very hard scene. Yeah. It's so <laughs> trying to, did I, you know. Wait, where was it? I have to go back to St. Louis for a minute. I'm because the first, the first place I ever got up in St. Louis was at, I got it. It was on a dare at Cedric the Entertainer's Cafe Soul. It was wow. some show back in the day. And it was like right. Cedric wasn't even there. They were just using his name to get yeah. people to come to the event. Yeah, he doesn't, because he's he from doesn't live there. Yeah. yeah. But it was like it, it was presented like Cedric the Entertainer's Cafe Soul. And it's like you're going to go see Cedric the Entertainer. You're not. Yeah. Anyway, oh. I, I got up and it was a. It was an entirely black audience, which I loved, but they did not want to see stand-up comedy from a white homosexual. Yeah, pasty faggot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a pasty faggot. But and I bombed, but I loved every second of it. Right. Right. And and here here we are, 15 years later. What was your first your first show in New York? Was it Punderdome? Uh I I know I did some really bad ones before that. I did, I've done some, I've done about, I like tried to do about 60, I think 60 different. Whoa. Show, there, a lot of them have been big flops. So you say, oh, <laughs> done, done. Uh, we don't have to think about that anymore. But Thunderdome was that, that one took off a little bit more. But now I don't even do it. My dad does it. My dad flies in from St. Louis. Really? And hosts Thunderdome. Oh, wow. Because you and your dad did something that, our friend Brent here has also done. Um, I'll say Joe. Joe Joe's is a little bit bigger at this point because Brent's is a is a friend game. But I do think he should make it a, a he should market oh it or God, something. Of course. But you created a uh, like a board game or like a, a word a, a, a oh help me with what the, how to describe the game. It's yeah, like, like a, a like a little card puns. game in a box. It's puns. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, and it's and you and your dad did that together. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah. I'd say it's it was like um. My first experience with like stranger reviews, because like you usually yeah. like um, with you when you're doing live comedy, you're not really nobody cares right about yeah, you. So yeah, like yeah. You, until you're a big name. But so then I was like, that was the first time I like put something out there and like people bought it. and like these women, um, a lot of a lot of uh, middle aged women bought it like 
And a lot of middle-aged women hated it so much. They would take pictures of it together, all doing thumbs down. Like a lot of them, a lot of them would do this. I was like, oh my God. That's so, wait, they, what, what's yeah. the game like? Can you tell? So I assume it's pun related. I, I yeah. Know. So like you take, a car, you take two cards and then you kind of try to make a pun um, based on the, like combining those two, like one's a, a bigger yeah. topic and one's a more specific topic and then everybody votes on who's the best pun and then oh, whoever has fun. the most that cards like at the so end much fun. they win I, something how do you take when people did the thumbs down picture and stuff like yeah. i tend to get off on when people hate me Alan like i it. i tend to like when people are just so open about hating me yeah. but these and, two and they I, don't Alan, like i do all. i do uh, hate you very much yeah and, so and Brent, Brent's open about hating uh, me how do you take criticism like that I don't, I don't, I take it really badly, but I do. Okay. So I did get some really good advice about this. Okay. So you know how you get stars, you get stars on your podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> like so, Joe Firestone here today. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you get, you get like five stars or whatever. Yeah. And sometimes you'll get a one star review. Yeah. Right. Sometimes. <laughs> plenty. <laughs> we get plenty of one star reviews. So the, Go ahead. Okay. So this is this is the thing. One star reviews say more about the person giving the review. Yeah. It's actually yeah. the three star reviews that really suck. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. The people yeah. who are too afraid to give you one, they're definitely are never going to give you five. And so they're yeah. giving you their honest opinion of I remember, I remember on an actually my old podcast once getting a one star review and the word the the review itself was meh and it made me so mad because i'm like meh is three stars yeah like right meh is it yeah. one like like meh is you know one star is like i i hate this podcast mm-hmm. and it's just it's I people the arrogance that people have i yeah. oh. i hate yelp like almost more than any other online <laughs> institution at this point where you you go to like decent minded mom and pop restaurants in particular um like you know in in Los Angeles or whatever and every time the average on Yelp is one half to one full star worse than Google reviews yeah. and DoorDash or whatever and you read these reviews and they're such miserable persnickety <laughs> shitty people and the same thing and and joe uh don't last thing i'll say is that they're all they're always giving like three two three star reviews and then you read the review and they fucking loved it yeah but but like the parking was bad so they gave a two-star review this is someone's livelihood isn't that because there isn't that is that not because they maybe may may not make a may not make a habit of it but something happened where they were like, you know what? I need to go on Yelp and like voice my opinion because this yeah. will do more in the public sphere than it will if I call or email or whatever. thinking about the public sphere though. I think they're literally just, they think, and you're right, Joe. I mean, like the, the, the women who hated your game. I mean, it's, I feel like it's often people who just, they feel like it's a, a duty to share their opinion yeah. about they something. To- they needed down. to take that. They needed right. to Wait, the effort to oh, do that. Have you ever gone? Okay, so you know IMDb has reviews of yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah. Okay, if you ever are like, do you know that the Today Show has six stars, six out of ten? <laughs> oh, Today it? Show. I was like, oh my god, they're so harsh. And like, 
like late night with they Seth really Myers. hate Al Roker. Late what night with Seth Myers has six point five. It's like these shows that are like regarded as it, like whatever institutions. Like yeah. what's gonna what are yeah. you gonna do to fix it? What do you hate right. about it? They right. have lowest reviews. Good Morning America has like four stars. I think it's like <laughs> these people hate these shows. Also, what do, what I, like what is I don't even understand. Like what do people have to like me, like maintain uh, uh, come up with it? What do people have to like measure? the quality of a morning show like they're, yeah, they're not all the same thing they all kind of do slightly different stuff and like what content do you have to measure it against it makes right, sense. right. there's nothing my, what, my, what are you looking for my right. favorite criticism for? i've ever received ever was that i faked my cancer and converted to <laughs> judaism to join and lead the jewish mafia wow <laughs> all <laughs> that, right which well, i was like well thank you yeah. Thank you. Thank you. He also called me fat, but I was like, fine. <laughs> now, now, Joe, um, you know, I, I don't know how to ease into this. Okay. I don't know whether you're comfortable with this, but okay. I've read that you are also a Jewish person and we support that on this podcast. This is something that we support. Well, I hate to bring it back to St. Louis, but yeah. to me, I grew up in Kirkwood where there were two Jews in my class. Yeah, not a lot I, of Jews. There's not a lot of Jews in St. Louis. Thank you. It's, it's like, it, there's a community but it's very small and they stick within that community and that's it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is paul rudd a jew from from st louis i don't think he's from st louis no i think <laughs> we, that would make us too proud I yeah. don't know paul rudd we would know if paul rudd was from st yeah, louis yeah we would know yeah <laughs> the sklar <laughs> brothers are and yeah there's right. they, they have no plaques they have no plaques <laughs> uh joe are you would you consider yourself particularly religious at all are you what's it called observant um observant yeah no, yeah, yeah, observant would, I think that would also be the word, but no, that's, I am yeah. not, observant. yeah, I, I try, I tried to go to, um, uh, uh, service yeah. for Yom Kippur this, uh -huh. this year, I sometimes, I like, probably every three years I'll go to a service, yeah. and I was like, oh, what's a service, I forget, what's a service, like an hour, and then I was like, like at hour, hours. at the hour, they were no, no sign of stopping, and then I was like, I got to go eat something. And so yeah. I, I put it on mute and muted the video and the audio. And then I made eggs wait. during the second hour. And I was like, this is so horrible. Wait, wait, wait. The funniest part of that is that I literally thought you were at an actual synagogue. Yeah, no, you were it literally just on a Zoom. Just on, a Zoom. just on a Zoom. Well, it should also be, it should also be noted that Yom Kippur is literally uh, the holiday where you fast, which is incredible. Yeah. Oh, but do you, right. I mean, Elliot, do you right. fast? Do you fast? No, on I don't fast. I'm on medication. I can't fast. Oh my God, it, shut up. There's exceptions. There's exceptions. <laughs> my mom, my, my parents, my parents have got, have become so like not observant that my mom's new saying is, you know what? We don't need to go to, <laughs> I don't need to go to temple. You know what? My temple is my family. <laughs> I hope she has that printed on something. Yeah. My family is my temple and my yeah. family is my religion. God. Yeah. Like stitch, stitch work, stitch work in the bathroom. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Um, so wait, so now you, you have a, a, a special come out recently on, on, the, on Peacock. Peacock, Peacock. Yeah. Yes. Let me see your incredible network. <laughs> Tell us all about it, please. It was that, for senior well, citizens, right? Yeah, seniors. It was sixteen senior citizens uh, doing um, live stand up, many for the first time, and um, they, uh, yeah, there's. How did you come did up with that? Well. Like, how did that? How does an idea like that come to Peacock? 
<laughs> okay. Yeah. So I, well, I teach them. I t- teach them. I facilitate like a workshop where basically I'm like, okay, um, the 10 worst things to find on your shoe. And then all yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. Say, right. <laughs> and so we do it every Monday at 10 a.m. on Zoom. Oh, but oh, we've fun. done it for since March of 2020. We did it in person and then it oh. went to. So Zoom. was it a COVID thing that you did? Well, I guess it became a COVID became thing. It. But yeah. yeah. But then, so then we were, it was like that, you know, that sweet spot where it was like you did think the end of COVID was happening and you're like, everybody can go outside. And so it was like that moment where we're like, let's all meet in person. We're going to do a special. And then like, that was like the week that Delta was like, and we're back. And then I was like, okay, let's hurry it up and get it done. And and nobody got (laughs) sick, which was great, but it was. Yeah. Uh, That's, I mean, you're people, I mean, people know you and you have a very specific, you know, you're, you're such a uh, lovely person. And so, um, just so, just clearly, you know, so easy and, and easy to talk to and, and so lovely. And so I'm, I, it makes sense that you would do something that's a little like left of center and, and you know, get to make a, a special out of it. But what drove you to wanting to work with senior citizens in the first yeah. place when you actually did it in real life? Well, you know how comedy, you sometimes have jobs and then you that ends and then you think you'll never work again and so it was was in that period where I was like I had just gotten done with a job and I was like there's like and then like your agent like doesn't acknowledge and you're like what do you do what is it I do and right there's like you have no control and like and uh you lose sight of why you even start whatever so then I I, question your entire you're you're waking up at 4 a.m with existential crisis of my life pulling your sweating rosacea you think it's rosacea you can't afford the doctor yeah Yeah, it's it's, it's itchy it's itchy but you know there's no flakes you know yeah so so we you know I was like maybe I'll teach you know I'll teach a class that'll be like exciting to work with people that didn't that maybe are excited about comedy because yeah. you know when you're in this field you just get it's so easy to get so bitter and so yeah. frustrated yeah and so like I was like well maybe that'll be more exciting than like just doubling down on live shows and yeah mm-hmm. yeah I did 10 shows this week I feel really good really strong and how do you find how do you find the folks like do, yeah, do they just like? volunteer yeah. for class or do you go to like a, a is senior it like, citizen is home it like or? explaining like the iPhone to them because that's what I imagine like they're no with. they're all they're all really Zoom like literate um uh, like they all take mm-hmm. like eight hundred Zoom classes so like this yeah, is just right, it's all through right. a senior center called Greenwich House that's so and great so, but they it was mostly through Greenwich House but then one comedian oh an older lady she is the most energetic person I've ever met. She wishes everyone she knows on Facebook a happy birthday every day with a custom <laughs> joke. She says, what do you want your joke to be about? And then she writes a joke oh for them God. on their wall every so single day. Sweet. Wow. Yeah, she's And so wow. she brought in about eight people. And so she's kind of like a powerhouse, kind of yeah. kind of the, the ring. Do you still do this? Yeah. Yeah. We're meeting tomorrow. Oh, nice. Tomorrow. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's so the, cool. And, I mean, yes, what do they you... get an assignment every week? Yeah. And this this week's assignment is pretty good. So this week's assignment is a witch turns you into an object. How do we know that object is still you? And oh, so they... okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm trying to think how I would even respond. Yeah. To that. Yeah. Like, but that, that's and it can like, be any like object. Fun. Yeah. Well, can I tell you? So this guy, Al, this guy, Al is really great. And Al is like, 
he's a he's like um uh he's in like an older gay man very religious very catholic a mm-hmm. vietnam war vet wow a that's crooner. a lot of things that don't okay. usually go together yeah there's a lot yeah. going on yeah. but yeah. he <laughs> only makes jokes he his go-to topic is his banana that's he's Uh-oh. always talking about his banana. <laughs> <laughs> and every week he'll he'll bring up a banana. Like people take all the people in the class like give him banana socks or whatever. They're all into it. Oh okay. wow. Okay, so uh, can I just tell you his two assignment his two jokes? Yeah, 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 These were really incredible. So she, he goes, "A witch turned me into two plums. If you ask the banana hanging in front of me, he'll tell you there's me." Okay. That's, <laughs> A witch turned me into a fruit fly. You'll know it's me by my hanging around all the big firm bananas. It's like this oh guy's God. like Cameron. This that guy awesome. like loves banana jokes. He actually kind of reminds me of Elliot. That's oh my God. It's interesting. I wonder if they're so... related. That is that actually is really funny oh, that he somehow funny. like Wait, manages. So, but what I want to know. <laughs> What I want to know is like, it seems really like, you know, fulfilling and you're helping these people and you're doing great work. But like as a comedian, I mean, I know we all sort of just like often just observe and take shit from the our lives and the things that we're doing and stuff. What do you take from this class? And like this, I mean, the when you read this sort of stuff that must give you material to sort of like mm-hmm. ruminate on. I, you know, I don't, I guess I don't really take a lot of material because like a lot of them want to become more active comedian. So it's like, mm. I wouldn't, I, I think that like, it's like, to be honest, it's just like, it like feels like such a positive space mm-hmm. in a, like a lot of these, uh, like, you know, I think it's just, there's a lot of little minefields in comedy where you're mm. like, Oh, yeah. that actually felt bad. Why? You yeah. know? And so yeah. I think that this is like, it's like, um, just kind of a designated time to feel kind of good and like laugh and, mm-hmm. yeah. and feel like, kind of excited about the craft a little yeah. bit more than yeah yeah it's like kind of more energizing than anything that's so yeah. great but that's great Joe. That. well if you ever are up at seven in the morning your time and you want to come <laughs> say hi and do a little guest guest do, lecture do, do a little guest by. spot maybe yeah. a little guest spot yeah uh, that sounds great well joe thank you so much for joining us where this can was people so much this was such a delight this was such a delight yeah uh, where can people find you on the on the internet, and where can people find your game? Oh, sure. That, you know, I think that the game is at Barnes and Noble, my nice. favorite company. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and um, the, I believe that the you can find me on on Instagram. I guess I'm not really that active. I yeah. guess you could you can find me on Instagram, and you know, we'll just kind of sit there. We'll go from there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, thanks, this is, Joe. This is a blast. So great, Thank you, Joe. And another thing. So this week, uh, People Magazine announced. Okay, their- I'm back. <laughs> great, great. <laughs> you turned on your stove. You're back. Yeah. <laughs> he has to make his chicken. I do. Well, I'm actually making steak tonight. Oh, steak! Are you doing it in the stove? Uh, I usually i'll I'll put it on the burner. Uh, there's a pan, and then I'll put it in the pan on the burner for like however you call it, saute it for like a minute oh. each side, and then I put okay. it in the oven. Yeah. Nice, smart. Oh, smart! You're it is. It is very Brent. What did Noah call it? Steak a la Brent. I used to. I, I think he used to. Yeah, I, I I literally never used like an oven until I was like 35 years old, wow. and uh, and is so I would always saute things. So I would saute things until they were. 
uh, burnt on the yeah. outside. Yeah. And, and, and I also didn't have a meat. I bought a meat thermometer, which makes a world of difference. Cause then, you know, when it's safe yeah. to eat. And I was always so afraid of giving myself food poisoning that I would cook everything so much. Yeah. It was just garbage. <laughs> I was just eating garbage food. Is the pan you're using a cast iron? Uh, I, I use cast iron and sometimes I use just the stainless steel. Okay. Cast iron's very good for steak. You should use that. Yeah. And, and in the oven too. It's very handy. Uh, the bad news is, Alan, my cast iron pan is dirty right now. So I'm going to have to use stainless steel tonight. But oh, but appreciate you can, your input. You, okay, I'm not going to get into this now. I, 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 <laughs> there are so many tips I want to give you. I also want you to take butter and like throw a slab of butter on top of the steak when you put it in the oven. It will yeah, make I, a world of difference. Yeah, I, I, usually, I usually put butter in the pan. Um, put it on top. Okay. You know what? You know what? <laughs> I don't, I don't appreciate this. This it, it helps, it helps the moisture and it gets into the steak it and it's it all does. beautiful. And yeah, it does. I've done that thing where that, you know, you, you put a, a bunch of butter and then you baste it with the butter yeah. and I like pretend like I know what I'm doing, but I always burn myself. It's just a disaster. Um, but anyway, Elliot, um, <laughs> where we left up. off, yeah. People Magazine <laughs> came out <laughs> with their annual Sexiest Man of uh, Alive, uh, which I, I guess I, I never really think about it. It's very like, to yeah. me, it feels very oh, like, I hetero. love it every single year. Well, I know you do, but it so feels very stupid. like Midwestern mom. I love it. Like I love the, it. The, they and they usually pick like a white guy, and I think in the past couple of years, they've you know, actually advanced toward it, not just being white guys, but, um, you know, this year they picked Paul Rudd, yeah. uh, which Such sure makes snore. sense. I mean, God I love him. He's so, like, I don't get the obsession Oh, I think he's Rudd. very, I think he's very attractive. Oh, wow. He's very wow. cute, but I don't think he's, it doesn't matter. It also feels like a very, like a choice that they should have made 10 years ago. Like, yeah, what's he do? It, none of yeah, it makes any sense. Do you really want never... Paul Rudd, the supporting actor from Knocked Up, to be the sexiest man alive. No, you want Paul Rudd like in Marvel movies now to be the sexiest man alive. Oh, okay. Sure, yeah. I guess, but he, it it's all seems very, I don't know. It's always very odd to me. It always feels like kind of crusty and like a little bit behind. Yeah. Yes. Um, like last year, I think it was like John Legend and it was like, guys, like he's, John Legend is very cute, but the sexiest, it doesn't make any sense. So I think, <laughs> right. I think that that made sense to me too, actually. I, I yeah, think he's very, I think he's very but, hot. Yeah. I just don't think he's like, you know, I, I think of the yeah, past but, when I think of George Clooney, I, I think mean, of spoiler Nick alert before he was out of his mind. Elliot's list about who we think are the sexiest men alive all come from basically one show. So Elliot's no, opinion on true. this is pretty small. Not so, true. I, I was trying not to go too long in my choices. <laughs> all right. So, so El, El, Elliot, Elliot, Elliot set up the premise yeah. here. Yeah, I just thought we would choose our sexiest men alive for 2021. And this was the first time we've ever done a list of attractive people in which Elliot's was not hundreds of that was long. I went out of my way to do that and to try to not. But you stuck to one show. No, I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I stuck to. Yes, I did. I stuck to one show (laughs) in terms of three guys who are all very different. Okay. The Keiko uh, Kakoa. Kakumanao. These are Kukumano. some deep cuts uh, From, coming up. No, everyone. they're not deep deep cuts at all. It's Kakoa, okay. uh, Lucas Gage, yeah. and Jake Lacey were all on uh, White Lotus, and I think okay. all are very sexy in their own different ways. Yeah. Okay. Um, Nicholas Braun from Succession seems to be a yeah. huge hit with straight women, um, and I just find him so attractive as well. I think I he's so handsome when he's not in his character on Succession. Okay. And I do think that the sec- I do think that the sexiest man alive right now is Maluma, the singer. Uh, okay, is uh, I think he he's just 
he is genuinely like he uh, he is he evokes sexuality in a way that mm. is undeniable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to mention Reggie Watt, uh, not Reggie, <laughs> Reggie Bush. Um, but that's already in Brent's list. And as we know, I always How say, dare you? No, cause Reggie Bush is always my like number one. Well, should yeah, we go to Brent? True. Because um, yeah, let's yeah, go. we, we already, already have a spoiler here. We'll do mine. Well, first, first and foremost, number one period, Mookie Betts, Detroit, Do- uh, Los Angeles Dodger baseball player, cutest man in the world. He can do a Rubik's, Rubik's cube in under a minute. He's vegan and he's worth like half a billion dollars. So but is that sexy or cute? Because there's a difference. Every everything about him is perfect. Okay. Um, Reggie Bush, uh, who is a football Very guy, sexy. but I know him from the Wendy's commercials. He's, he's been in a series of Wendy's commercials recently. Yeah. Un believably handsome he's he's he is very very just, sexy and just beautiful. beautiful and it's it's just you're just like i, I don't know it's just it makes me mad um we have eddie jackson from the food network christmas yeah. cookie bake-off <laughs> yes. or whatever it's called christmas yes. cookie championship one of my favorite <clears throat> cooking shows mm-hmm. and and of course uh, I'll, I'll go a little more basic here but senator senator georgia senator john osoff so, a jew so wait what about the guy from uh the the, uh, the guy from indiana what the, who the, guy the senator who no, the senator that senator that well you like? i mean i mean well brent has brent will actually take off his shirt, which he doesn't do for anybody for Supreme Court Justice John Roberts. No, right. no, 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 no. Um, it's the new guy that is like your perfect type to a T. John, John Ossoff is from Georgia. No, the man who's African-American. Oh, um, oh, you texted. Yeah, you texted about He's so him. Oh, 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 there's a, ma- a guy who just, the, the guy who just became the mayor of Cleveland is, <laughs> right. yes. is Justin Bibb is the hottest human being in the world. And I've yeah. actually slid into his DMs. <laughs> oh my God. Very respectfully, ha- very respectfully. I also you're, don't want to so sleep handsome? on the, I, I told him he's the most handsome mayor in America. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I don't want to sleep on the little small moment that Brent said one of his favorite shows is the Christmas cookie challenge, which I think- <laughs> <laughs> which I think we should probably discuss that Focus on another on. episode. Sure, sure. Um, but but that is something that I hope listeners picked up on and picked immediately, up, right, immediately right. were like, boom. Yeah, um, right. <laughs> mine are, Brent actually put the first one for me, which actually is very true. Chigs from British Bake Off is oh, yeah. perhaps like the sexiest man alive. I mean, like literally he's he is cute. the moment. He is the moment for me. He has everything. He's on I, this season of Great Bake Off. He's on this British season Bake of British Bake Off. Yeah. And it is so good. And similar to Elliot, I just recently started binge watching, watched everything because yeah. uh, I didn't know I didn't know you liked Succession, but Naomi, yeah, I love Jamal, it. she was like, you have to watch Succession. So I watched it and I'm obsessed. Yeah, and I, I don't agree with Nicholas Braun. I don't think he's the sexiest on the show. In fact, mm. I think the mixture of Kieran Culkin and Jeremy Strong is his Kieran name. Kieran Culkin is um, wow. Those two are like, whoa. Like, yeah, I, think, hmm. I think Kieran Culkin's really cute. I think Jeremy Strong is like, a little goofy looking. There's and, something and, uh, about Kieran Culkin jerking off on a window that really ugh. does it for me. It <laughs> really so, does it for me. He's so him. petite. He might, I mean, I feel like he weighs like a hundred pounds wet. Mm. Yeah, I don't care. It's just everything. <laughs> um, there's also someone that I can't, this is so, I'm actually embarrassed to say this because I know, I actually know this person. But mm. I know him as Oak. I mean, everyone calls him Oak. I cannot pronounce his full name. He originated a role. Um, uh, I'm going to try to. Okiriete. Okiriete. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, and he he's on a show called Station 19, in, mm. but he originated a role in Hamilton, and he's 
one of the he's just he's just google him he's a dream we went to israel together oh like he's just he's the most wonderful person to hug and he's one of the sexiest oh. men alive <laughs> for me. i think he is actually on the list this year too i think he might be on the list of the sexiest oh, like a, the big nice. list or whatever you know who's somebody i didn't actually list who i think is sexy and i nef- would not have expected it got mick from drag race i just saw her today oh. i just think uh, uh he i just think that there is something yeah he's sexy really he's, he's and attractive and there's a confident I, I don't know he's he's sexy he's a sexy yeah. man I, yeah. I i love i love elliot pretending like he doesn't have a rolodex of two thousand people in his head he's like you know let me add one more <laughs> name maybe one more guy i've noticed is kind of cute i guess well i'd I'll, kiss I'll, him I'll, on the cheek <laughs> if i could <laughs> Uh, wait, Br- Alan, your list isn't finished. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I forget names? Oh, yeah. I think um, I think Tom Holland from the Spider-Man is is Very like on the a nose, full moment, Alan. and I Very know something about him. Uh, Oscar Isaac, of course, like forever and a day. Um, and then two others. Tom Hardy is. I don't know if he's of the moment, but like Tom Hardy, there's a Tom, just Google Tom Hardy naked. He has shown his penis so much in film, and really? Tom Hardy. I just I want him to choke me. I want him. I want him to hold me down and choke me. Um, and then my last one is Wee Ha Jun from um, or Yoon. I don't know if I'm saying that right. From uh, Squid Game. He is so handsome. Is, yeah, he's, oh, from Squid he's Game. Also, I still haven't watched Squid Game. It's good, and he's quite a moment on it. But I'm going to go back to Tom dumb. Hardy because Tom Hardy now I actually I am fully distracted from this podcast. That's it's that's so on the nose. And Tom Hardy. I feel like he's such a douche. Yeah. Tom Hardy. No, Tom Hardy is. Tom Hardy, A, loves the gays. There's rumor he might be one. Okay. And B, he, he just, I just, I feel like he smells a little bit, but I don't mind it because I love mm. being hugged by him. You know what sure. I mean? Like he's one of, <laughs> yeah. he's one of those that you're just like, I'll take the BO. Just yeah, please you, choke me. You, you, yeah. You, you're seemingly really into a, a good old fashioned hug. I need, I, I'm fully distracted from this podcast. I am only thinking of Tom Hardy. What would, what your, would your aunt, aunt say? say? Uh, Brent, what would your Aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show? Here's a name you can add to your list. Vice President Michael Pence. Beautiful. <laughs> <Rose>. <laughs> My Aunt Joanne would say, tell Brent he has very nice taste in John Ossoff. <laughs> <laughs> He's Jewish. <laughs> yep. Jewish. Uh, how about Aunt Anne? Aunt Anne would say, Tom Hardy. <laughs> Wait, what? You guys need me to do something? <laughs> I love Anne. Anne, Anne, Anne Schoen. And I don't love Anne Ramona. <laughs> uh, nobody loves Anne Ramona. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We will not be uh, recording for Thanksgiving. We are taking that week off. We are we'll giving back. thanks. We are following... We're giving thanks. Brent will right. we'll be binge watching Cookie Challenge Marathon, whatever it's called. And uh, uh, we'll Christmas only be posting about that during the week of Thanksgiving. Actually, yeah, so We good. will be back on Thursday, December 2nd. So. Enjoy your Thanksgivings and thanks for listening. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. What an adorable yes. ending. You're... Google Tom Hardy naked.